The Black and Abdallah podcast is brought to you by Fry the Coop. Fry the Coop has five great chicken sandwiches, Nashville hot chicken, spicy honey butter chicken, chicken and cheese, Chicago hot chicken, and a donut fried chicken sandwich. It's Fry the Coop. And now, the Black and Abdallah podcast. Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago ESPN Chicago. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Black and Abdallah. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. It's a Friday night. It's Black and Abdallah, and Shane Orling is filling in for Abdallah today. And here we go. All calls welcome. Friday night calls, and it's brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka. And this should be a great night, Shay, because uh, we have a lot of football to get to. We obviously are going to make fun of the NBA in-season tournament that's going to start this evening. It's a big time event. All <laughs> it's, right. a, it's a big event, so we'll talk about that tonight. We have a lot to get to this evening, but it's all calls welcome. Friday night calls. Shay, I know you've been a part of this before. I know you've filled in before on a Friday night. Sometimes it gets a little strange, a little weird, a little little fun for a it's Friday night. It's always what I want. Absolutely. So we'll take your calls at 312-332-3776. I just spent five days producing David Kaplan without Jonathan Hood as a buffer. Light them up. Let's oh, get funky. Oh, wow. wow, you need you I, need some relief. I'm ready to cut loose. <laughs> Let's get weird. Well, I thought the the week of shows with Cap has been it's been a good week. Was, I listened every day. It was great. I thought it was a really nice week. It was. I had a great time. I don't think you need to say, "Oh, I need a drink." It's a Friday night. This was a rough I'm week. I just said, "Dude, I'm in the building. I'm not with Cap. I get a little break, a little vacation from my regular time." This is great. I want to get loose. All right. We fantastic. Got a big Bulls game. Big Bulls All game. All yeah. red court. <laughs> In-season tournament. There's stakes to this sucker. Different jerseys. I'm ready to go. Yeah. People are really pumped about it. Which uh, jerseys are they wearing tonight? The Chicago down the side ones? Yeah. In honor of yeah. the Chicago Stadium. Yeah. That's what the uh, story is, is that uh, that's well, that's the idea here. It looks like the Chicago Theater Marquee. It does. Is Absolutely. What it, is what it looks like. But it's supposed to be the marquee from the old Chicago Stadium. Oh, so, uh, Yeah, so we'll get into that. We have Bulls information. And, of course, it's a Friday night, so all calls welcome at 312-332-3776. It's presented by Tito's Handmade Vodka. I wanted to start with this on the Chicago Bears. As we head into the weekend, the face-off against the Saints, Justin Fields today practiced... In limited fashion, he has been listed as doubtful for Sunday. And there's video out there of Justin Fields at practice throwing the football. Now, Matt Eberflus, when he talked to the media, he said that Fields is listed as doubtful. But that is because he is at a 51% (laughs) spot. He's not likely to play, which means there's 49% of a chance that Fields over the weekend might be okay to play. It's just a funny way that Eberflus answered it earlier today. I don't expect Fields to play this weekend. I do think it's a strong and interesting development as we look forward to the Panthers game next Thursday night that perhaps this might be Tyson Bajan's last audition as a starting quarterback in the National Football League. 51% out is questionable. It's weird, it's, right? That's, it's not doubtful. It's questionable. Also, <laughs> Monday... He talked to Waddle and Sylvie and said affirmatively, Tyson Bajan will start. I know. And now Fields is like maybe available. 
49% available. That's pretty good. It is pretty good, especially since he hasn't practiced at all. What, 19 days since he originally hurt his yeah. thumb? Limited and, practice today? And limited. And today he was throwing, and the reporters were allowed to, to see the portion of practice where he was throwing the football. So we all could see that Justin Fields is there throwing. Now, Fields himself talked about how the grip strength isn't quite where he would want it to be, and he still has some pain in that thumb. But chances are, you know, sooner than later, he will be ready to go and to play. And, and it's important because I'm not sold that Tyson Bajan in this contest against the Saints is going to be able to do what he did two weeks ago when he looked really good. They should do the emergency quarter, like take a page from the Saints playbook and get some Taysom Hill-style Justin Fields actions, direct snap runs. Let's get freaky, man. So, Don't ask him to throw the ball. Just no. put him on the field and have him run it. See, you, that's, that's a shot or no shot deal that you can't bring to the night show. You don't, you don't want Fields out there running the football. That's how he's going to get hurt more. I don't care. <laughs> don't care. You need to you run. Know what? Don't that's care. A, that's all you're good for is that's, running. That's where he's effective. I don't care. Like, he's already hurt. He's hurt sitting in the pocket trying to throw the ball. What do I care? He gets hurt trying to run. That's what he's good at. Let him do it. Justin Fields unleashed. Injury be damned. That's where he's going to get hurt. He's already hurt. Well, okay, yes, he's already hurt. But if they, I believe they want to win games here this season. Eberflus is coaching for his job. With Justin Fields? Well, do you think Tyson Bajant gives him a better opportunity? No, I don't think either give him a great opportunity to win games. Well, who's the better quarterback? It's Justin Fields. He's the better quarterback. Is it, though? <laughs> is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yes, he is. I'm the one all week that's been saying I would like to see a little more from Tyson Bajant. I'm cool that he's starting another game. I think he's done enough to be someone who's intriguing to see, hey, what can he do in another prepared week as a starter? Do I think Justin Fields is a better guy? Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to see more from Bajant, though. Where are we even at? With, like, Do you still think Fields can save his gig? No. Each week that passes, I think that's... I think the sand in the hourglass continues to fall. Oh, and I think slip it's out. fallen. Well, There's no sand left in the hourglass. Well, it, unless you turn it over. There is an opportunity. If he if he comes back for the final, what, 10 plus weeks, and he plays like he did against the Commanders, you could say you could build a team and he could be the future of your team going forward. I could believe that. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I think what's going to happen is he's going to return a little too quickly. His thumb's going to bother him. He's going to play subpar football. They're going to continue to lose. And his time as starter will end at the end of the season, and they'll draft a quarterback at the top of the draft next season. I agree that he can go and say, look, I can be a winning guy on a team, just not this team. Like, if you're going to put him back on the field and have him play Justin Field-style football, that's what I would like to see. If you're going to put him out there this week, don't have him throw the ball because his thumb is compromised. You don't need a hurt throwing hand Justin Fields ripping the ball downfield. Get him in there and maybe get a couple designed gadgety types of plays if he's going to play. It sounds like he's not. 51% out for Matt Eberflus, I think, is probably more like 99% out. He just doesn't want to say it. Granted, how would any why, of why us say, know? Because again, fifty-one percent though. I don't, dude. Why say Tyson Bajan's going to start for a Sunday on Monday That's and then point. come back on Friday with Justin Fields' limited practice, fifty-one percent out? 
It makes no sense. Yeah. Nothing they do makes sense. No, it doesn't. It's infuriating, this football team. that Like, don't play him this week. And then if he's ready to go for the Panther game, where you absolutely need a win, and you think he gives you the best chance to win that game, then you go for it. But I also think you're just rolling with him to audition for other teams and maximize the draft capital you get back. You just shipped the second-round pick. You might want to get one back for Justin Fields. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I would be surprised if you could get a second-round pick for Fields. I think you'd have a better chance at this deadline than in this next offseason, which is yeah. they, obviously they chose not to move him. But yeah. I kind of agree. Like in the offseason, I think it's going to look more similar to what Trey Lance got, which is a fourth-round pick. Well, like run through the teams that would be interested. It would be like Atlanta and Atlanta only, right? Atlanta or Minnesota. Minnesota wouldn't because they know his faults. They face him twice a year. But outside of that, it's basically Atlanta. Everyone else, if you have a young quarterback, you want that young quarterback to have time to kind of develop. And if you don't have a young quarterback, you either have a vet, a top 10 guy, or you're a team that then will use that pick, like Arizona, if they don't want Kyler Murray long-term, they'll use on Caleb Williams or Drake May. So, like, there, I would imagine there's very few teams. What, the Giants? I was just going to say the Giants. Giants, Falcons, maybe Minnesota? You have to be sort of well-built, not bad enough to be in the sweepstakes for any of the first-round guys, but not good enough to seriously believe you have a guy on your roster. But that's the problem with the Giants is their record suggests that they could be in the sweepstakes for those guys. They're 2-6. Yeah. The Giants They're are... They're at the bottom of the barrel anyway. Well, now Danny Dimes is coming back. Watch out. Well, no, I know. And, and like, that's where, you know, you kind of look at this whole picture. Like, the best... The, the, I would imagine this is how it's going to play out. Fields will come back. He'll have some nice games. He'll have some games where he struggles. The Bears will end up drafting a quarterback. And Fields will be here next year with whoever that rookie is. And if the rookie looks somewhat competent, then the rookie is starting from day one because that's how you have to do it. You think Fields will still be here? Yeah, he might. I think it depends on the rookie. If he- I, I just don't know if there's much... Um, thirst for other teams to be out there trying to land Justin Fields. I think that's the problem. I think if you draft like a Bo Nix, you could probably get away with Fields ahead of Nix for a season, see what you got, make a decision. Yeah. If you draft Caleb or May, you got to get Fields out of town. You got to just take what you can get. Well, what if it's like Shadur Sanders, right? Sanders. I don't think he's coming out. Nix. Well, I'm just trying to think of uh, Penix even. Yeah, Penix. The guys who are behind May and... uh, Jordan Travis. Yeah, there's a bunch. Yeah, so like it's a very heavy quarterback draft uh, this upcoming season. And a lot of guys still have a lot to prove in college football here towards the end of the year anyway. And and so, yeah, I, I would if I had to guess today, I would imagine Justin Fields is still in a Bears uniform this time next year. Whether or not he's the starter, I, I can't I can't sell that. I, no, I, I don't think so. I don't think he's on the team this time next year. I don't. On this team or any team? On this team. Oh, he'll be on a team. Yeah. I don't think he's on this team. So at that point, you mean you're you're moving him for something, whatever you can get, and you're moving yeah, him because you're drafting a quarterback one. Look, I just think that... And pe- you, you assume that Bajent will then be your, your backup. Right, or whoever, some vet you sign that we don't even have a name for because it doesn't exist yet. But, like, yeah. I just have a hard time believing the Panthers pick is going to be outside the top two. And if it's up there, I have a hard time believing you're not picking either Caleb or May. And if you do that, I just don't see a world where you can keep Justin Fields on the roster. If you take one of those two guys, you take what you can get from Fields. You can rock with 
Bajan or whatever vet you want to sign this offseason for a few games while you get that guy ready to go, and then it's go time. When you invest that high at the quarterback position, you got to get them going. They have to start from day one. I agree. It's Friday night calls. All calls welcome. Shea is in for Abdallah tonight. It's brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka. We go to James in New Lenox. All calls welcome. What's up, James? Hey, guys. Um, Hey, Shea, question for you. Mm. Yeah, go ahead, James. Is Cap ducking me? Oh. Oh, that's a, that's right. okay. <laughs> right. I, 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 called in, I called I called in the other day, and I was on hold for about a half hour, and then it just cut me off. And I was sitting in the same spot the whole time on my computer, so I wasn't in a bad area or anything like that. Yeah, James, so I, called, I, I think Cap has a personal vendetta against you. <laughs> you may want to take no, it up with him. Well, I'm I'm very pro Sylvie, and I'm sure if he listens to the show, sometimes he hears me. Like I, I'm, I'm very pro Sylvie, and I, I, it does bother me how much yes. Cap gets on Sylvie. Cap has um, Cap has told me in private that uh, he thinks you're way too close with Mark Silverman, and so he <laughs> will not take your calls on the morning show. It's a very personal vendetta. It, James, I, I don't know, James. It's take ugly that. stuff. I, I'm on your side. It's ugly stuff. I think it's poor behavior on Cap's part. But yeah, that's what's happening. Well, it seems like he only puts people on that either agree with him or and stroke his ego, or that can't really make an argument against what he's saying so he puts them on as like a joke um you know i i, I don't know um <laughs> in, all right in cap, no they, they, this is on you man in you're cap's the one defense, that feeds these callers onto the program james is talking to you in cap's defense he has been very argumentative with callers this week and he's taken a lot of people who disagreed with him about the montez well, sweat think, deal i think he was scared of me like I, I would I would sports debate had, him if I in could. In our private I think, conversation I about, uh, I'm scared of James and New Lennox. Yeah, in our private conversation about your pro Sylvie approach to life, he did tell me I'm afraid <laughs> of that guy. Wouldn't want to be on a CTA it, train with him. Tell you that much. I, I don't think it's as as extreme as you're making it. I just you know I'm proud of him for beating cancer. Seems like a good guy. I feel like Cap kind of picks on him, like bullies him, and runs back and everybody got to have meetings and stuff. Like I never heard so much stuff about meetings all cause one guy like, Holy cow, like Jesus, just go to work and work and let people joke. Thank you, James. There you go. Right. Thanks James. Take care guys. That's there gonna, that old phone call is going to end up being a meeting. Good luck, man. Monday do you, morning. Do you see what all these stupid bits have done? <laughs> I love it. You know, during that phone call, I was thinking of an idea. You know, we're, we're about to uh, enter an election year, right? Wouldn't it be fun if Cap and Sylvie ran for office and they, like, had a series of debates against each other and then they had, like, campaigns? They were each running campaigns against each other. Wouldn't that be fun? We have to put this to the mayor, yeah, wouldn't that be great? Uh, the mayor of, of the ESPN station? 1000. And it, it's Cap, <laughs> Cap and Sylvie and running Sylvie. for office? Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be a lot God. of fun? And we could, we could do, like, we could have a, a full debate where, like, they're, they're up on a stage and we could sell it out and we could do it at an event. It, it would be a lot of fun. Who moderates the debate? Yerk? Uh, Yurko could do one. I think Jonathan Hood would have a great yeah. uh, job of doing so. I, I think we could get everyone on board. I think it could be a big... We could have three sets of debates 
We could have a, they could each have their mission statements, their platforms that they're running on. They, they could have attack ads on each other. Like, how great would that be? What about the town halls? Yeah, town halls. <laughs> and all of us would come up with a question for each of them. How great would that be? <laughs> we'll sell tickets. Yeah. If you're lucky enough to buy a ticket, you can ask Cap a town hall question. Wouldn't that be a lot of fun next year, right? 2024, it's going to be election yeah. year. James so, and New Lennox, write this down. So we're like, going to get as, you an opportunity. Hopefully Danny's listening right now. But like, as the year goes, we should start up as the fall enters next year during the election season. We should have our own ESPN 1000 election. And it should be Cap and Sylvie. How fun would that be? It's going to breed contempt <laughs> is my fear. I think it would be a great time. <laughs> Can I you think imagine we, the attack ads? <laughs> yeah, it would be hilarious. And, you know, on Tuesdays during the football season, the Bears are off. So they we would release all the attack ads on Thursdays, on Tuesdays. And then we would all respond to it all day long. It'd be fun. Mark Silverman. <laughs> he won't look after your kids. Yeah, How right. could he with his small ass hands? <laughs> Take that. <laughs> I just think it'd be great. I, all right, we need to bookmark this idea. This, this, this is fantastic. a good idea. Uh, Shay's in for Abdallah tonight. It's Black and Abdallah. All calls welcome. It's brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. As you guys see, he's doubtful for the game, uh, which is 51% out. Sure. (laughs) Matt Eberflus. There he is. Black and Abdallah, Shea filling in for Abdallah tonight. Eberflus. You can join us at 312-332-3776. All calls welcome. It's brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka. That's where we go to Adam in Crown Point. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Adam? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Thanks for taking the call. Um, so, yeah, I just want to, like, this Montez Sweat trade, um, I'm really not a big fan of it. I think he's a good player, but, I mean, you know, second consecutive second-round pick, um, you know, not having it on a rebuilding team. It's kind of rough, I feel. Um, but, like, for the the biggest thing for me, like, I know uh, Sylvie says it all the time. I think Cap says it sometimes. But, like, this this team needs more good players, not fewer, right? Um, and so, for me, you're, you're going out, you're trading the top 40 pick to get a guy and then also having to pay free agent money to that same guy. So in my mind, like, is that not getting, is that not paying two players? You know, that's the price of two players for one guy. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. isn't that kind of, that's like you're getting fewer, you know, fewer good players than you might be able to. Like, he and he might have not made it to free agency, but I mean, there there might have been some, you know, pass rusher that's like of a similar quality. He's not like, a, you know. He, he's not JJ or uh, TJ Watt, and he's not Miles Garrett. Yeah, but Adam, TJ Watt and Miles Garrett aren't making free agency ever. Right? You know, yeah, for sure. But I'm saying like a, a guy that is a similar level to Montez Sweat might. I think Josh Allen's a free agent this year, um, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, just like I I, I, it just so. feels like no. I, I anyway, my my point being, I it's just like. It seems like you're paying – with how many problems we have on this team, how many holes. I mean, where are we going to fix the center position at this point? Because, I mean, you know, early second round is a great spot to yeah. to draft yeah. a center. We'll have to and, be later. And that, to me, 
I, I suppose, but I mean, uh, it's just, it feels like, you know, overpaying massively for a guy who's may, maybe he'll have a 10 sack season this year, but has yet to do it in his career. And he's already 27. Yeah. And thanks but, for the call, Adam. I appreciate it. I, I'd say yeah. the, the one thing that I continue to bring up with this Montez sweat situation is I, I like him as a player. I kind of tend to lean towards what Adam just told us. You know, giving up a second-round pick for a player, like what I asked Abdal the other night was, how many years of solid football do you need to get out of sweat to make this a smart move, right? Smart trade. Four, five? Because, like, you draft someone in the second round next year, you'll have control over them for five seasons, right? Yeah. So, so do you get that's, an option in the second, or is it just the four years? I think it's just four years. All right, but so way. Four, four. So, I mean, Montez Sweat, he needs to produce for you for at least four years, assuming that who whoever you would have drafted in the second round, you wouldn't extend to begin with. See what I'm saying? Like, he has a shorter runway of how he can help this team in the future. Yeah, He's but, an impact player right now, but down the road, you would prefer to have that second round pick and that contract. Well, you would unless you take a bum. Like, how do I know what the second-round pick's going to be? Everybody keeps talking about the value of the second-round pick. Okay, do me a favor. Tell me who the player in the second round is that you want that you know is better than Montez Sweat is right now. Well, I, I understand your thought process there. Wouldn't you have to assume you're good at drafting as an organization? Yeah, sure. So if you're afraid of using second-round picks because you're not going to nail the, the, the pick, that, that's, that's a not, whole other issue. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's possible that they looked at this and said, we want an edge rusher. There isn't an edge rusher outside of the first round that we value high enough to draft. So let's make this move and just extend them. Like, I keep making the point, you have $110 million in cap space next year. Yeah. You are Scrooge McDuck. Other teams can't pay their car notes. Other teams got to do gymnastics to figure out how they're going to fit a player in. Unless you're the Niners and you've got comp picks coming out of your ass, you've got to figure out ways to get talent. Yeah. And it's way harder in the NFL to get talent than it is to keep it once you have it. I think anytime you can go out and get a player like Montez Sweat for a second round pick and you are Scrooge McDuck money wise, do it. Why would you not do it? And I'm not scared of using a second round pick. I just, everybody seems to act like there's some uncertainty about what Montez Sweat's going to be for the Bears. Is there not more uncertainty about whoever the second round pick is? No, no matter possible. how yeah. much you believe in your draft st- strategy, that, you do not know. That's true. That absolutely is. And he's a good player. He's a really good player. I think the way my mind was looking at it is like the way Ryan Poles is building this team, it's almost as he's he's not building this team as if they are in a complete rebuild still. His timeline is faster than the way the coach and the team is actually performing. And that, that's where, like, I, I wanted to ask you about the rebuilding process. Is this team on schedule, ahead of schedule, or behind schedule? I would imagine most Bears fans would say they're behind schedule on a rebuild. We're now in year two, coming up on the halfway point of year two of a rebuild. You would think there would be more progress on the field at this point. Teams aren't bad forever in the NFL. You hit the bottom of the pool and you spring right back up to the yeah. top. People go from the worst place team one season, they win the division the next. I, I think when we look at this, the moves that Pace has made for DJ Moore and now Montez Sweat tell me that he thinks this team should be accomplishing more and that the head coaching staff, this, the coaching staff should be getting more out of the players because he's making moves that could impact winning now. 
And I think that's what Sweat does, is they're going to be a better team from here on to the rest of the season so are because you worried Sweat is on the defensive line. Are you worried about where the Bears' first-round pick ends up now? Are they going to win too much to have that pick be where they need it? No, because I've never been in the camp that they needed to tank out or, or hope that they're bad this season. I thought from all the coverage we had during training camp, the amount of time we spent up at Hallis Hall this summer, I thought that they wanted to win now. I did too. So, so I don't think this we're two and six is sitting around the office going, well, at least we can get a good draft selection now. I, I think they are still trying to save their season. I don't think they're trying to save this season. I think it was a move that was made with the future in mind. This this was a move made for 2024. But it helps now. It's, they're be- they're sure, better it, this no, weekend no, it, because they have Montez Sweat on the team. It makes you a better team on Sunday. Like, I've been clear from the start. If you fail to extend him or you end up having to tag him or in some way, shape, or form, he is not a Chicago Bear, Montez Sweat, in 2024, it is a failure that should result in the loss of Ryan Pohl's job. That is a complete and utter disaster. Absolute fireable offense. Cannot happen. You can't You can't do that in back-to-back years. You can't. You like, can't trade is, away second-round picks and have it both not work out. You have to extend it. It's going to work with Sweat. Agree. And I, they'll get a deal done. But that's where I think it's more of a move for 2024. And to your point about where are they in the rebuild, I do think this year was kind of a unique circumstance where – if the quarterback popped off the way they hoped he would, then are you looking at a season where you are talent, more talented than you were a year ago and the quarterback's playing really well? Maybe we turn three of the losses so far into wins and we're looking at a team that's five and three right now? Yeah. Like that was absolutely in the realm of possibility if Justin Fields played well and stay healthy. That didn't happen. You have the Panthers pick. They suck. Yeah. You have an opportunity to go get a rookie quarterback on a rookie scale deal and you're Scrooge McDuck in terms of the salary cap. I'm all for going and finding proven talent, putting it on this roster and insulating a rookie quarterback. Joe in Bridgeview, you're on ESPN 1000. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, what's going on? So, Shay, I'm with you. Um, I mean, the guy's, for one, he's a proven player, but, um, I, I mean, I was a little skeptical about the second-round pick, but when I was looking at Sweat, what he did, I mean, in the combine alone, I don't think you're going to find any talent like that to come through next year. Uh, I mean, it's, and I know it's a hit or miss with the draft pick and all, but, I mean, this guy, he runs almost like a four three forty. He's crazy. It's like he's like almost like a mini Julius Peppers. But um, I just want to know what you guys think about that. I think with his talent alone, um, I'm, I mean, I know everybody's saying it's not worth it with the second-round pick, but nothing's promised. So, Thanks for the call, Joe. Appreciate you. There is Joe in Bridgeview. He agrees with Shea. It's Black and Abdal. Shea's in for Abdal tonight. All calls welcome on a Friday night, and it's presented by Tito's Handmade Vodka. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. It's Black and Abdallah. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Black and Abdallah, six to eight weeknights, 
Friday nights are the best. All calls welcome. It's brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Shay is sitting in for Abdallah tonight. We're talking Bears football with you, and we'll take more of your calls. Also, the NBA is kicking off their first ever in-season tournament. It starts tonight. Shay, I know you're thrilled, and that is laced in sarcasm. I can't wait to watch it. It, it seems like such a stupid idea. I, dude, I'm actually, I do have some excitement about it. I'm, what, what excitement? I'm seriously waiting with bated breath for 7 o'clock and the Bulls game gets turned on in here because I need to see what the court looks like it, on TV. It looks terrible. I saw a picture from uh, Layla Rahimi. Uh, she's uh, doing a stand-up for television for uh, NBC, and she has the picture of the court behind her. It looks horrendous. It's all red. It, it, it looks bad, and it's going to look bad around oh, the league. I just looked at the picture yeah. you were talking about. You see it? That, yeah. that looks like it looks awful even in person. Yeah. Like When I saw the design, my thought was, in the building, this might look cool. No. On TV, it's going to be brutal. It's going to make your eyes hurt. Yeah, you know, uh, you know the scene where you look down the hallway at the elevator in The Shining, and the blood is coming off the elevator? Like That's what yeah. the court looks like. It's just that's, just a tidal wave of blood on the court. <laughs> well, that's what the Bulls do when they play games. So, uh, so the, the the tournament that we're mocking. See, the NBA was worried that people don't care about games in November. So this tournament's going to run from tonight until Saturday, December the ninth. So I mean, this tournament thing's going to be over before Christmas. And most people who watch the NBA says the league doesn't start until we get to Christmas, which is true, by the way. Uh, the semifinals will be Thursday, December the seventh. Uh, the championship game will be played on December the 9th in Las Vegas at T-Mobile Arena. I think the one thing the television partners and the NBA would like you to know is that the teams are playing for keeps. They're playing for real in this, Shea. You got to play to win. That's what they're hammering home is you got to play to win the games. What do they think this is? You always have to play to win the games. <laughs> That's how you make the playoffs. So if people uh, have no idea, what will start tonight is what is called group play. I, Chris, I can't get over that. Uh, the Bulls will be in a group with Boston, Brooklyn, Toronto, and Orlando. They will play each of those teams over the course of the next month. And then the top team from every group will make it on to a, a uh, tournament. And there will be two bonus teams per conference. Is it confusing enough? This is all, in all the winnings of this, uh, the, the games, the, the, will go towards the actual standings, which is also idiotic. That the, like, tonight's game matters for the 82-game schedule, but it's also a part of this bogus tournament. <laughs> it's like if the Champions League, if you're a Premier League team and you go play in the Champions League and you beat Real Madrid, you get three points in your yes, Champions League, yes, in your uh, Premier, Premier League, League table. Yeah. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Um, it just... They're playing regular season games, and yeah. they're putting a name on them. It's, yeah. it's nonsense. With bogus unis and bad court designs. And, and that's what uh, the league is going to happen. They're going to hope that you're going to watch for it. I would say this. At this point this season, I've seen stars playing in games, and the NBA has gotten off to a good start. LeBron's been out there. Kawhi Leonard's been out there. Wemba Yama last night was fantastic. Stephen Curry's playing really well. The stars have been playing so far. You don't need the gimmick if the stars are out there trying. Like, that's what this is a solution to is they think like, here's the other thing. As a fan, what do I care that the prize is them making more money? That has no impact on my fandom. Do they Rich hang a people banner? getting more money? Like what? Do they hang a banner? 
I, I would imagine there there will be. In-season tournament champions. No, lame teams will hang banners. Banner going up. But like if Golden State or San Antonio wins this, they're not going to hang a banner. But if a team like Charlotte does or <laughs> Chicago, they will. You see what I'm saying? Like, lame teams will do that. Can you add, like, the Sixers, who are the classic flame-out squad in the uh, playoffs, putting a banner up for the in-season title? All right, here, here's the question for you. The Bulls win this tournament. Is there a parade, and will you go? No and no. <laughs> and if there is, I if there's a parade for an in-season tournament... Sell the team. Uh, get, like, get out. Do you know the league has a special, a special new song for the tournament? Are you aware of this? LL Cool J and the Roots, they have a new song. Fantastic. For this tournament. All together now. Get ready for the NBA in-season tournament. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, y'all know what time it is. 30 teams on the floor. You're going to hear this for the next month. It's a big deal. This is terrible. Yeah. Don't you dare stare. You better move. Don't ever compare me to the rest that are all getting sliced and diced. Competition's paying the price. I'm going to knock you out. Get it? It's a tournament. They're going to knock you out. I'm going to knock you out. Mama said knock you out. Yeah, that's right. It's the NBA in-season tournament. Oh, my God. Enough! The bragging rights at the championship Bragging rights. Here they come. Here they come. Here I come, followed up by raining like a monsoon. What do you want me to be thinking about when I'm tuning into the in-season tournament? Chris, they got to come up with a name for this. Well, I mean, here, here's they the have thing. To. Here's the thing. Uh, they have a perfect song for the playoffs that they could have just used this. The playoff song. Do you know the playoff song for the NBA yeah. that they need to keep for, for all time? It's Pitbull. You remember the song? It's the best. There's nothing better than this. This would get me fired up to watch tonight. Right. There's an energy behind it. A little catch up? Yes. This is, this is a good vibe. This is a good Friday night vibe. Doesn't this feel like late April, early May? Yeah. Right here. Yeah, oh, it's spring outside. Yeah. It's a little warm when you get out there. Getting ready for a watch party. Nice, nice cool breeze. Maybe a little rain. That smell of spring rain. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, this is fantastic. This absolutely That's, should just be the song. I got chills on my arms for that. That's the NBA in-season no, tournament. And then, and then cue Mike Breen. Welcome in to game one yeah. of the Eastern Conference. Like, that was a jam. Now we have the in Oh, look, look up there. They're playing on ESPN right now. I told you they're playing this song. Watch, watch it. There you go. LL Cool J and the Roots. There they are. <laughs> Here I come. Here I come. Fred, Here I come. Fred Park Ridge, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Fred? Hey, what's going on? Um, so I actually, first, before I start, I had some questions about the in-season tournament, and you guys answered all of them, and I think it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. 
it's also one of the worst songs I've ever heard. Yeah, I was, um, so, was going to ask, what do you think of the song? It's awful. Um, I don't know why we're bringing Mama Said Knock You Out back into it, but... <laughs> Fred, they got to come up with a name for the tournament. You cannot keep asking people to rap. Tournament. You can't keep asking people to rap. It's the NBA in-season tournament. There's no, no flow. There is a name. Do you want to know what it is? It's called regular season game. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly right. And the rich people make more money. So yeah, um, yeah, it's completely silly. Anyway, so do you remember like a year ago you guys did a late night segment on funny ways people quit their jobs? Yeah. Yes. Uh, that that might have been more than a year ago, but yes, yeah, I do. It was, it was I do remember. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been meaning to call back in on that. Um, so I had a coworker back in the day. Uh, the company I was working for, he would do a lot of the delivery stuff, and the payroll app that we would use to like request time off and stuff. Um, you would have to put like a reason why you needed the time off. Yada yada. Um, this one guy, halfway through his day, put in a time off request for the rest of the day, saying, "I quit." <laughs> We're like, all right, well, I don't know why you did that, but cool. Um, so he shows up to work the next day, and we're like, hey, like, uh, what's going on? And he's like, oh, no, it was a typo. I meant to say I'm sick. And we're like, okay. It's uh, quite right, the autocorrect, sure. Siri. Yeah, well, then three days later on his lunch break again, he requested the rest of the day off and said, it's been real, guys. And that was the last we ever saw of him. So was he just trying to uh, feel it out, how people would take his quitting announcement? So then when, when he was asked about it, he was like, oh, maybe not. Maybe, uh, no, I was, I was sick. That wasn't the reaction I was hoping for? Yeah, right. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. I think he was trying to scheme a way to quit his job while also using all of his time off. Oh, yeah, I, I can see that. Absolutely. By the way, this basketball court that's Thank on this you, television. Thanks, man. Chris, I have Never to tell ahead. you. Yeah, what do you see here? It's Milwaukee and it's New York playing in the, I, I believe this is Group uh, A play. Let me look this up for you, sir. You, B. It is B. Okay, this is uh, I'm on top Kevin. of it. Yeah. yeah. Group oh, B play yeah, in the this. East. Kevin's all about yeah, I like this. the song too, yeah, so Kevin's take that, y'all. Kevin's consuming the hell out yeah, of the in-season group, tournament. Yes, this is, uh, this is on ESPN television. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, this is Group B. It's Group East B because they didn't even give the Western Conference different group names. So it's West B and East B. This is Group East B action between the Bucks and the Knicks. What does Adam Silver not know how many letters are in the alphabet? There's plenty. Tell us about this court, Shay. It's a regular basketball court, except if in the middle somebody vomited in a straight line all the way across it. If you had people walk in a straight line with, like, painter's tape on the sides and just puke on the floor. That's what this floor looks like. It is regular hardwood coloring on either end. And then a disgusting, I don't know, you can't even call it lime green. It's just puke green stripe down the middle. Right down the middle. It is egregious. If I turned, if listen, if I weren't going to watch NBA basketball tonight, if I were somebody who's like, oh, I'll check this out, this in-season tournament, I was going to watch, I don't know, whatever Friday night programming people consume, I was going to watch that. Instead, I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch the NBA in-season tournament. And I turn this on, I would immediately turn it off. Like, I here's what I don't understand. Looking at it, how did it's just a basketball game? Like the court looks different, but 
that's going to tell someone who's not into it that they're going to watch because of the way it looks? That's it's, what's weird to me. It makes the game harder to watch because it distracts from the action on the floor. Yeah. Yes, it does. It really does, actually. I've got guys transitioning from regular hardwood into vomit green hardwood. I'm turning it off. I was going to watch The Circle on Netflix. I'm going to go back and do that. All right. That's East B group play. Milwaukee and the Knicks. Uh, The Bulls tonight, they will host the Nets at 7 o'clock. That's East C group for the the Bulls and the Nets. 7 o'clock. East C and West C is lazier than just going through the alphabet. Right. Like, what? Do you think it was like a participation trophy thing? We can't well, like, we can't decide who gets the A through E or and who gets it after If that. you're going to do the groups, soccer has done this for years with the World Cup. You don't you don't give the two conferences the same letters of groups. There's only one group C. Right? Then you go to D. Yep. Right? Like it's not you don't that's what's so idiotic about it. All right. Uh, all calls welcome. It's a Friday night with Black and Abdal. Shay's sitting in. It's presented by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. I'd like you to meet someone who's really special. It's Black and Abdallah. A real inspiration. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. Welcome on a Friday night brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Shay in for Abdallah. It's Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. Dave and Skokie, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Dave? What's going on, fellas? How we doing? We're good, man. What's up? Hey, you know, look, I mean, look, here. Just here's the deal. Okay, the Bulls can't get right. The Bears are awful. And, you know, nobody cares about the Texas Rangers winning their Commissioner's <laughs> Cup. You know, this is what I need to it's, – it's Friday, right? Welcome, yeah. Shay. Welcome. It's Friday, Thanks, right? Dave. It's all called welcome, right? What's up, Dave? Look, I came home. My girl, she said, you know what? I really don't feel like cooking. Go have to get some food for yourself. I'm like, all right, what up? And the kids, too. I was thinking Chipotle, right? But when she mentioned the kids – Oh no, we gotta go to Taco Bell. Oh, you know, all right. Y'all, y'all want some tacos? I'm not getting all y'all some Chipotle tacos. These children, I mean, you know, like, come on now. I mean, and I'm definitely not making two stops. And I don't believe in that, you know, getting stuff delivered like that, you know, because those people eating your stuff. You know what I'm I'm saying? I'm with you. I'm with you. (laughs) I just need some help. You know, yeah. I'm looking for a little help. What, what, what should I do? they ain't bring home no good grades. <laughs> and they just ate rotten their teeth with all this candy. And you want me to get them some Chipotle? Please, some guacamole? You know that stuff extra. Come on now. Don't you Stop dare it. get them extra meat. You look. Double steak for the kids. They not finna get the only thing extra they getting is an extra eyebrow raise when they ask me something crazy like that again. I can't believe them. I mean, they think they they try they still texting me their orders right now. I'm not going to Chipotle. 
Dave, you, you know what you, Dave, you, you, know what you should do? Dave, do this. Stop at Taco Bell, get the T-Bell, go to Chipotle, get an extra like I, container, and put I, the I, Taco I, Bell tacos in the Chipotle container and give it to them. You know, I mean, it's it's like 1.7 miles the opposite direction. You know what I'm saying? I can't go both in no both directions. I almost said something crazy. I can't go both. <laughs> Dave, I think you should get the kids Taco Bell. <laughs> they getting Taco Bell. Okay. And the only reason why I would turn around is because I really did just pull up to this Taco Bell and this line hanging out this little itty-bitty parking lot. You know, the only reason why, you know, the Lord would possess me to go to Chipotle for these, for these ungrateful children is because of this doggone line over at Taco Bell. And, and that's right. I'm I'm sitting here and I'm tell, I wish I could say something but I'm not cut, not that type of guy. You know, but this is ridiculous. They need to get a move on. I'm not going to Chipotle, y'all. Are you Dave, kidding me? Dave, good luck to you. Thank I you, Dave. Be, I will be thinking yeah. of you in the drive-thru line. Oh, yes. There he is. Dave and Skokie. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. That is the true spirit of All Calls Welcome on a Friday night presented by Tito's Handmade Vodka. <laughs> I'm not getting Chipotle for these children. <laughs> it doesn't One get better than that. One of the things I've ever heard. That's outstanding. <laughs> Shane, around 6.50 every night, we bring to you the song of the night. I Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? Hey, there's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ex- <laughs> ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Bleck and Abdullah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Tonight's song, we go to the Beatles. Now and then. From 2023. That's right, it's new. Uh-huh. It's the Beatles' Song of the Night. So this is new music from the Beatles. Explain to me how they have new music when half of the members are dead. I watched the short video on this this morning. I did, yeah. All right, explain to us. So uh, Paul McCartney was narrating, and he said back in 1995, him and George and, and Ringo got together, and they had a tape from Lennon that they got from Yoko Ono, and it was the lyrics on this song. But they couldn't use it because the piano was in the backing of the oh, yeah. vocals. Sure. And they didn't have the technology yet to lift the voice off of the piano and just have his vocals. So they couldn't really make the song happen. Obviously, then George died and they side, you know, sidelined the project. Mm-hmm. 
So fast forward to 2023, 2022, they did that movie with Peter Jackson where they put some stuff together. And that was released on Apple, right? Yeah. Okay. And I guess Peter Jackson said, we now have the ability through machine learning, we can get just John's vocals off of that tape. Hold on. Machine learning. So this is AI, AI. technology that jumped in to help out the Beatles? AI eliminated. 60 years later? AI eliminated the music and got John's vocals off of this tape. Really? Uh, Ringo played live drums. Paul played Lennon's piano part live. Paul played bass live, added in his own bass line. And I guess uh, George had written a guitar solo back when they tried to do this in the 90s. Right. So Paul played it in the style of George Harrison. And because they all played on it and they played live, he's saying this is a Beatles song. To be fair, it's not bad. It's an okay song. Is it the quality of, like, classic Beatles songs that people know and love? Probably not. This this is not a terrible song. What's your take on the Beatles? Uh, They happened. I I hear a lot. Like, I get they're not for me. But a lot of young people go with the they suck, which is just egregious. They certainly don't suck. Uh, They are a major point in pop culture history. And they are legendary musicians. I just, I have never sat around and listened to the Beatles on my own. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, like, was, I, I respect it. They were kind of formative for me, which is weird to say as a 28-year-old. But yeah. I, when I was growing up, it's what I listened to. And I, I loved it. This was cool to hear new Beatles yeah, to me. It's kind of It's good. cool. All right. I the Beatles. Know, it's not great, but it, it's cool. Now and then, that's a brand new Beatles song for your song of the night. Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial.